0: Not uh, your ups and downs with your literal weight, but I'm going to talk about weight, W-D-I-T. <coughs> what's the what's correct definition of that word, Marshall? Tell me in an hour. <coughs> Sorry, i got to get in the sweet water. If, um, yeah, right. it, just wait, just mean weight, it <coughs> means uh, peace, be still. That's what Jesus said. Anyway, we're going to talk about that. wait because that's something that we that take a lot of faith. to wait, take a lot of faith. To wait. God says, wait on me. Just watch. All we have to do is watch and be ready. You know what the the term is there when it says watch and be ready. We got to wait. We're, we're watching, so we got to be ready. While we're watching, well, just wait. we will see. And that's what we have to do. So let's turn our Bibles over to, let me try to find out where I'm going, Psalms, the 27th chapter. We'll go to Psalms 27. And this is where David is actually proving his faith. And he is not only to God, but also to himself. How many of you really got faith in God? We all do. When when you get in a pickle at home or on the job site, or wherever you're at, you get in a little bit of a pickle, how do you handle that? Think about some of the things that we did. Did I lose my... You're good. You're good. I was was testing something. (laughs) Oh, did you turn me down? You're good now. I'm good, all right. So I'm good. Now I can't hear myself. That bothers me, I can't hear myself. (laughs) Just ask (laughs) Marshall. What was I saying? Somebody tell me where where I ended it. it Oh yeah, what do you do when you yourself? (laughs) Think about the pickles that you got yourself into, all right, over the last year. Let's just say the last year. What is one thing you could have done to have changed that? Take it to God. Take it to God. There you go. I wonder how many times we got ourselves in pickles and we fail to do that. We just forgot to take it to God. You know? And that's what we do. We're just like that. I That's right. What am I going to do? Who am I going to call? When there is no real ghostbusters, although you can probably find it yellow pages. But you've got to be able to stay firm with God. Know that God is real. How many of you believe God is real? <laughs> Amen. Jack said something this morning Sunday school that was really good, I thought. There you go. Jack. Yeah. And that is, uh, describe what you said. I mean, how do you describe nothing <clears throat> God? People didn't believe in God. What did you say? Oh, uh, you better look around. I better look around. Now, oh, he's, he's talking about the morals that you have in your heart. Yeah, I'll in your conscience. Think about it. Did that just happen? No, it didn't just happen. You know, if we all came in here with a big bang or something like that from an atom, let me tell you, we would all be the most selfish people on the planet. We would all be out to get each other and get on each other's hats. We would be destroying each other. But with God, who put all that in our hearts and in our minds. We can control those urges. We have to make choices. We don't instinctively do these things. We have to actually think about it before we do it. So that's how powerful God is. Only God could have created that. Amen. You put a bunch of dogs in, a, hungry dogs, I don't care if they best friend. you put a bunch of hungry dogs in a cage and let them let sit there for a week without eating, and then you throw a, a piece of meat in there, and you watch how much they love each other. They'll go after that meat like crazy, wouldn't they? And that's exactly how you and I would be if it wasn't for the conscience and for those good morals that God himself has already breathed in our hearts. Alright? So, knowing all this, now, how do we, how do we control it? How, what do we do with all this power that we're uh, tapping into now? Well, the first thing we do is wait. Alright? Psalms, 27th chapter. And we'll pick up in about verse 11. So teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in the plain path because of my enemies. And you think about that. Lead me. How many of you, do you know that it takes faith to say you lead? Because when you tell somebody lead me, you're saying I will follow. you know how much faith that takes? It takes a lot. So when you're saying, Lord, lead me, teach me your way, I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to follow, I'm willing to do what you're asking me to do. And uh, it says, oh Lord, lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. Why does it say because of that? Because we have so much going on in this world today. So much anger, so much deceit, so much power grabbing. We have all of that going on in the world. It's pathetic. I mean, it's really terrible. But these things are, are uh, prophesied in the Bible. These things will happen. We're living in these. We're seeing what the Bible says is happening. But we know the end is not yet come. Yet. Now what do we have to do. Lord, teach us how to get through this. Lord, lead us in a straight path. Don't let us go over to the left or to the right. Don't let us... Argue with one another as Christians politically. Don't let us argue as Christians doctrinally. Don't let us argue as Christians just because we're angry. Because as Christians, we're our brothers and we're sisters. And we need to understand that we're family. Family doesn't do that. Not Christian family. The worldly families do Alright? Teach me because of my enemies. Why? Because the enemy will deceive you. Enemies are those in our own household sometimes, the Bible says. Sometimes the enemy is our neighbor. Sometimes the enemy is, could be the ones that next to you in the pew. Sometimes it's usually not, but sometimes it could be. But we've got to understand. Lord, lead me and teach me so I can stay focused on you, and I won't stay focused on the issues and the problems that are around me. It says, deliver me not over into the will of my enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. <clears throat> so we got enemies all over the place and there are and they're false witnesses. We were talking this morning. Who was I talking to? I don't know, one of y'all. About uh, trying to shut down the Christian schools and trying to shut down the churches. And what they're trying to do now, they've got this COVID thing going on. I'm not saying it's not real. I know it's real. But you have so many different Jesus, how bad it is, or how not bad it is, and people always, without God, people 100% gravitate toward the worst. That's exactly how people are, because the flesh can do nothing but be negative. That's all the flesh can do, just be negative. So whenever there's two reports, one good, one bad, the flesh will always gravitate to the negative one. It's just the way it is. And that's how God created the flesh to be. However, it takes a good spiritual being, one who is close to God, who says, Lord, it don't matter what happens in this world, I'm with you. I'm on your side. I'm going to follow you regardless. I'm not going to argue with anybody. I'm just going to live life according to what I see. you want me to do that's the way I'm going to live. And that's all we can do. All right? I had fainted to let I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's hard to find the Lord in the land of the living. You know why? Because it's hard to find the land of the living. You know what the land of the living is today? The kingdom of God. That's where we are. Okay, we're in the kingdom of God. Yeah, we're in this world. We've heard this before, but we're not of this world anymore. That's how you. That's how you can identify a Christian. You know they really got repentance in their heart. You know they really got born again now they're not concerned with the world as much as they are trying to be a uh, Christian. Because now, what can I do for you today, Lord? Think about all these problems. You know, you got yourself in a pickle last year, or any time recently. Think about that. How many of you tried to figure it out on your own? You don't have to raise your hands. Or what does God really want us to do? Lord, this is what I did how would you like for me to handle this stuff? How would you like for me to handle it? You know, we've got these young kids getting married these days, and they always did. Different generations, Jack, wasn't from when we were kids. But they, you know, a boy and a girl, they love each other, two weeks later they want to get married. And it's like, what? I wonder how many times they say, Lord, you want me to marry this person? I mean, times when they say, hey, Lord, how should I handle this situation? It sounds good. It sounds like we got, you know, our feet grounded and rooted. We're on the right direction. It sounds like it's going to be fun for us. And then uh, they get married by happens? Within a year, they're already talking divorce. Well, we need to focus on God. We need to teach our children and our nephews, our nieces, and Now, our grandchildren, we need to teach them, call on God before you make any decision. Call on God. Wait on the answer from God. Wait on it. All right? Verse 14 says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. I don't care what you go through in life. I don't care what's going on in the world right now we will be fine. All of us here in this room, we will be fine. You know why? Because we are we know to wait on the Lord. We know that we can work out, God will work all things for the good of those who are called, all you are called, and to those who are called according to His purpose. And what purpose is that? Well, whatever you're going through right now, where people are looking at you, and they're watching you how you're going to overcome, that's the purpose of God. It doesn't matter if it's good or evil, because God says, I create good, and I create evil. I'm the Lord who do all of these things. And uh, make it in Colossians, or... So if I look at Jeff what at or Mark, you look at what it's similar to this. I want to read that. So when i will link it online, i want to read it out of the Bible. But while she's playing that, let's turn our Bibles back to Joshua, the first chapter. The book of Joshua. Now, who was Joshua? Joshua was a minister to Moses, the Bible says, over him. Joshua was the one. He was one of the twelve. He and Caleb were one of the, two of the twelve that were told to go over into the new land and spy out everything and bring back some fruit. And... He and Caleb came back and had a good report. All the rest of them that we don't remember their names are the ones who had the bad reports. They're the ones that fought with the head and with uh, and, and with just this brain only and with fear. But God's people, the only thing that we can take with us is our heart when we die. That's it. This is, this is our how we communicate to God right here with the heart. Doesn't so matter what comes out of your mouth, God hears the heart. Okay, whatever you say, it might sound pretty to to the ears, but God reads the heart, amen? you got that scripture? Isaiah, I'm always way off, Isaiah 45 and 7, can you read it? I form the light and create darkness, I make peace and create evil, I have a word to all. There you go, that's not Isaiah. So, Joshua and this is the guy now, he was forced, he wasn't forced, he was, he was um, led to be the new leader, okay? And he, think about being a new leader, okay? You're a leader of anything, it doesn't matter what you're a leader of. When you moms became moms, were you thrilled, you were thrilled to be a mother, but where did you fear a little bit about, am I going to make the right decisions? Going to there, or did you just take it a day at a time? Probably a little bit of both. Probably a little bit of both, right? a day at a time, but there were times where if you as a mother, you just felt like, uh, wow, how am I going to handle this, right? Fathers, you're the same way. Aunts and uncles, you're all the same. Especially, like some of you folks who are involved in kids' lives and their families so much, I've never seen anybody Involved in their family's lives. Much as some of y'all do, that's, that's an honor, it really is, but you get a sense of being a mother or a father like that, but this is Joshua, he's put in a leadership position, and he's asked to do something that that uh, he knew was coming, he'd been here about it for 40 years, and he knew it was coming, and verse 5, he says, there shall not be any man be able to stand before you, Joshua, oh, just, he's talking to John, he says, before you, all the days of your life as i was with moses so will i be with you i will not fail thee nor forsake thee okay that's what god told joshua can i tell you something that is exactly what god is telling you in this world we live in today you are a leader you're a leader you're a leader we're all leaders we all have influence with someone god is telling us that look you get out there and do what i ask you to do and understand, there is no one out there that can hurt you. He's saying, say your name if you will. There shall not any person be able to stand before you and then say your name all the days of your life. Think about that. You're a Christian. He's talking about each and every one, just like he was Joshua. And as I was with Moses and with Joshua, I can say, so I will be with you and say your name again. And I will not fail you, nor forsake you. That's a promise. Those are promises from God Almighty. We don't have to worry about all the church is shrieking. Don't worry about it. God has a people. He's always had a people. You know, um, Elijah, he's like, Lord, take me. I'm the only one left. And he says, I got 7,000 men. You have bowed down. Don't tell me God doesn't keep me in a room. He's got people standing. He's got people waiting to come in here. It, they're just waiting on room to happen, you know when you find out in the room for them they're going to come in, that's what you got to look at stay true, stay firm doesn't matter what you're going to do in life you will not be forsaken by God he will always be there for you amen that's a pretty good thought, isn't it let's turn our Bibles down well, let's, well, let's don't let's all turn yet let's go down verse uh, 9 just for the sake of argument Have not I commanded thee. Now that's a command. You see that? He's saying this is a command that I've just told you. And then put your name in there. He is telling you this. Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. So it doesn't matter what trial you might go through. It doesn't matter what issue might come up. It doesn't matter what pickle you gave yourself, you, you put yourself into, because perhaps you didn't put God first, you thought of it yourself. It doesn't matter. God says, just like forgiving you, how many, Jack asked the question, basically how many times will God forgive you? It doesn't matter what you do, that God will not forgive you. And it's the same concept. It doesn't matter what pickle you got yourself into. God can still help you through that. He want you to know that he is never, ever going to forsake you. See, he reads your heart. Now, unless you absolutely walk away, even then, God won't forsake you totally. Because he's going to do what he can to win you back. He's going, do he's going to do what he can for you to make the right choice to come back to him and repent. Jack told us a story about... Uh, Hezekiah, what was the name of his son? Manasseh. Manasseh. He messed up. That guy messed up royally. King Hezekiah was one of the best kings Israel ever had. And his son didn't follow suit. He ended up messing up. He got taken away and then all of a sudden he repented. And God restored him. So it doesn't matter what you do, what, what picture you might find yourself in, God will never forsake you. He will never forsake you. and He's always merciful and he's always willing to bring you back. Amen? Now let's turn the Bible order to Psalms 37. And we'll pick that up in verse 1 here. Psalms 37 and 1. Is this light too bright for y'all? Can you see the light in my eyes? Now i got to take glasses off. Verse one, it says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. How many evildoers are there in the world today? Think about it politically, socially, economically, um, doctrinally, I I like to say that. It kind of rolls up my tongue. But think about all these issues and think about, you know, I'll tell you something, the devil's always gonna be around. When Job went to meet with God, God came down and the devil came. The devil and God said, well, where are you doing, where have you been? You now, first of all, I want you to understand. God's not stupid. He knew exactly where the devil was. He wanted, to, he wanted us to see, us to know where it's been. So he asked a question so you and I can know this, perhaps even Job. He said, I am seeking men, I'm going to and from the earth to see who I may devour, and I said this last week, this earth vessel right here, this is where the devil is. He's in there right now. He's in the midst of all of us, seeking who he may devour, even now as we sit here. And you know who's going to devour? Those who think that with his, not with the heart. Those who think negatively. This brain can only think negatively without the heart. If you have a heart, you can you can create a positive environment in the brain, but it's only temporary, but one day this Heart is going to be pulled away from that brain and go into eternity with uh, with uh, God Almighty. But you got to understand something. Without the heart, we can't communicate with God. And how, let me—I'll give you an example. If you guys come up to me and you tell me you love me, do you think I'm going to know if you really love me or not? I'll be able to tell by most of you because I'll be able to read your hearts, just like you could me. I'm telling y'all, I love all of you. To say. And I, is there anybody here that does not believe that i've been doing this with this church for how long have you been here 35 years now almost or more holy cow i'm getting old suddenly i'm depressed because we danger line suddenly i'm depressed But. Listen, I, I can tell over all the years, most people love me they tell me they love me and, and I love them all back. I've never changed. I've loved everybody. Even those who, who church, I'll come in here for a while when they leave, I still love them. I see them in the program announce say, hey brother, hey sister, if you want them. And uh, some will say me and they'll turn their head and go to away, but that's okay. I'll, I'll chase them down and say, hey brother, hey sister, how you doing? That knows how nice you that, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. verse 1 again, Protect not yourself because of evildoers. Listen, there's evildoers out there because the devil's out there seeking who you may devour. And he's going to use those evildoers to devour us if we're not careful. The Bible says to wait. Be careful. Just wait. And be ready because you have to wait. Watch and be ready. Watch, wait, and be ready. Okay? not so thyself because we will do it, neither be thou envious against the workers with iniquity. How many of you know people who are just not born again at all, <clears throat> and they seem to always have everything. They've got everything under the sun. They've got boats, they've got houses, they've got money, they've got girlfriends, they've got boyfriends, they've got family, they've got boyfriends and girlfriends and wives and, and husbands and sometimes both. They just seem to always prosper, you know? And the, one of the biggest things that, we, and then so, many of them will come to church and confess Christianity. Never will they say that, oh, God was. Oh, they'll say God is good, and God bless me. But if you read their heart, you can tell they're not saying it from their heart. They've got a little bit of a King Nebuchadnezzar spirit in them. What I've done. And then one day they're out, and the next time you see them, they've got long nails, long hair, and fur growing all i mean, an old girl I dated in high school one time. <laughs> I knew it was in Jack. I didn't really do that, Jay. I didn't date a girl like that. Roger Dangerfield said he dated a girl like that in high school, and every time he gave her a hickey, it spit out fur out of his mouth. So. <laughs> Roger Dangerfield. Back then you could say stuff like that. You can't do it today. <laughs> right here in the back of that strong fur on her net. Anyway, but there are a lot of workers of iniquity. People who don't, you know what iniquity is? It is sin, and I don't want you to get it wrong, but iniquity is this. When you know what's right to do, and there, here's, here's one way it's iniquity, you just do it because you have to do it. That's iniquity because you didn't do it from the heart. Iniquity also is when you do anything God says to do, And you don't fulfill it 100%. You don't go all the way through it. And then all of a sudden, that's iniquity because you didn't really do it the whole way. There was a a scripture in the Bible where Jesus told the folks, you know, there was a a guy that his dad says, I want you to go do this work. He says, all right, I'll do it. But he he didn't do it. He ended up just going out and doing his own thing. And his other brother said, I want you to do it. He said, no, I don't want to do it. But after a while, he ended up just doing it. All right? Which one did the Father love the most at that moment? Or he loves them both, right? But which one did he have respect for? The one who actually did it, okay? And and that is iniquity. When you say, tell God you're going to do something, and you don't do it, that's iniquity. Sin is just, how many of you got to pray over, Lord, should I commit adultery today or not? Lord, should I go murder someone today or not? Lord, should I go steal that or not? It's because here comes those good morals and everything that God has already put in our hearts. Only God could have done that. If it wasn't for God, we'd all be doing all those things. At will. Whatever, because we'd be the most selfish people on the planet. We'd be the most selfish animals on the planet. Nothing would be left. There wouldn't be any animals left. We'd kill them all. You know, cat scratch me and, you know, choke to death or something. Um, angry go hopping around my lawn, I'd take a gun and shoot it, just like you would, just don't wander around. I mean, all kinds of things, right? But God created good, and he created us to be a people that is like unto his image. We know right from wrong. Amen? Through Christ, we're learning every day some more righteousness. They show, well, let's go to verse 7. Verse 7, to take time. It says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Rest and wait. Do you know how much faith it takes to rest in the Lord? When you think about that. You're all wound up. And, oh, man. You know, when you get to this point, oh, it's going too far already. You've already had time to repent from that. You've already had time to deal with it. It's done, but ask God how do I handle this? But by the time you get to, oh, oh, oh. still not too late. because so God, oh, have mercy. You come to yourself and then and repent from that. Know what you have to repent from, though. When you didn't call on Him and you try to handle it on your own, there is your sign. As one of the uh, Fox, Jeff Foxworthy guys said, so "What's his name?" Yeah. something. What is it? Yeah, yeah, Anyway, that's what there's your son one of those guys said that. And I'm gonna tell you something, that is where you gotta know. Remember when Jesus told, and I said this over and over, when Jesus told Peter said Peter says, Lord, the better you out there in that water that bid me to come to you and he said, Come. So Peter jumps down and he's walking, right? On the water, walking there. Because when Jesus said, Come, that's a commandment, come. And then all of a sudden Jesus, the Bible says that Peter started looking around and this is, this just ain't normal. This is not natural. I shouldn't be able to do this. And all of a sudden he starts thinking. He says, Lord save me. And he reached down and quickly saved him. He said, Remember what thou art calling. Okay? In other words, I want you to look at where you began to doubt. What moment between there and there and where I was? Did you begin to doubt and begin to sing Because that is where the sin lies. there's where the iniquity was. And he says you need to repent from that. That's what you got to do. And that is exactly how you and I are in life. We get so far with God, if we're not careful, we will fail Him and we'll fail ourselves first. Because this don't look right. This don't look natural. This just does, this looks. This is too overwhelming even for God to handle. This COVID thing for them is too overwhelming. I can't handle this. I don't know how God's on the Well i got news for you. God's already on top of it. You. you think that COVID thing was created by man and God didn't already have that created way in advance? You know we did, because Isaiah 45 and 7. I create, I form the light and I create darkness. I, I create. I, do, I create good and Create evil. I am the Lord do all of all these things. God has already created all that stuff. Alright? There's nothing to do with son. As the book of Ecclesiastes says. God has created it all. It's man who decides to use it. Does that make sense? Everything that's in this world has been created by God. Whether it be good or evil. Everything's already been created. Nobody can do anything different than what god has already created but you and i the difference between us and animals is that we can make choices god has given us a heart to make the right choice and because that's how we communicate with god we have to communicate well with him and he will continue to bless us he will never forsake you rest with the lord takes a lot of faith yeah, a lot of faith for the rest folks and wait patiently for him. Blessed not itself because of him who crossed in his way because uh, of the man who uh, who brings wicked devices to pass. You think COVID was not a <clears throat> wicked device that someone pushed out there? You hear you hear the, the uh, tales where it came from. You hear it all, and everybody seems to be in agreement where it came from, but. What they're arguing with is was it an accident or was it on purpose, right? Listen, it says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Don't let that stuff bother you. Think about in the church now, okay? God had a little purging during this COVID thing. Some people will come back later, some people may never come back. But it's a purging. God says, you know, he does things like this and then it disperses. So thank God that you're here and that you're one of the called. And I'm not saying the others aren't. I'm just saying right now you are part of the call. All of you in this room, you're called to be a Christian. You're called to be here today. And you're, and you're just waiting patiently on the Lord. And all of us are waiting patiently on the Lord to revitalize this church, for example. Okay? And if well, I'll leave alone. love. Anyway, cease from anger and forsake wrath. What's the difference in the anger and wrath? Well, angry, you get real angry. Wrath means I'm gonna get busy. I'm, I'm gonna take care of that myself. I'm gonna go get. I'm just gonna take care of it myself. Right? Sometimes it's a very hard thing, if for especially for men. Somebody does something, something wrong to a family member, men are going to be right there. They naturally won't be right there in somebody's face. But it's a, it's a hard thing to rest in the Lord and wait on Him, like the Bible says to do. Because that's truly what we are called to be and to do as Christians. We have to rest and let God, because, yes, we can't be angry, because the Bible says to be angry and sin not. The wrath. It, it is the result of sin. When you give in to that anger so much that you are seeking vengeance. And then sometimes that vengeance uh, destroys lives. And that's, quite honestly, it's what you want to do anyway. It's your accomplishment. In your mind, you want to accomplish by destroying someone's life. It could be literal. It could be spiritual. How many character assassins have you seen over the years? I've got into me daily. There's character assassins that's me daily. Jack I've said uh, about those folks you work with. There's some character assassins there. Rather well, than know you got kind of say that on am not from time to time. All of us have character assassins out to get us. You can't be a Christian. You wouldn't act like that. You would say that if, if you were a Christian. You know? Listen, we are not called to be judges. Although the Bible says in Corinthians 6 chapter, Do you not know that the saints shall judge the world? It doesn't mean we can point 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 fingers at people. It just means because we're living right, everybody else has that same opportunity to live right too, and they don't choose to. That they're going to be judged for that. We're the ones judging. We're the ones that God is judging uh, the others by because if we did. Why couldn't they? You know, that's that's what's going to happen when they get. Everybody's going to face God. Well, Lord, I knew that Thou were a, a Bible said, oh, in the town's an Oscar man, whatever that means, I, you, I know you're going to take to where you don't, didn't sow and all this and that the other thing. He said, well, I'm going to judge you with your own mouth. You knew I was that way, and yet you didn't, you didn't try to, to use what I gave you, and you buried it instead. You put it right here in the heart and left it there and didn't try to invest you in Christ in anybody. And God says, you have to take it away from him and give it to someone that's just like you. Because they're doing what I asked them to do. And that's what God is going to do for us, okay, at the end of time. Or not even in the end of time, even right now. God has given you all talent. He's asked you all to to, uh, to go out and use it with usury, meaning invest. It's not, you know, you can look at the literal side of money. Because one scripture even says money. But the spiritual side of it all, which is what all the Bible is now, it's for you and I, spiritual, is whatever talent God gave you. Whatever, uh, here's the thing. What is the most valuable thing on this planet for God, physically? It's your soul. My soul. It's all of our souls. Our job is to invest these souls in other people's lives. My soul in Christ, in all those that you have influence with. That's exactly what this, the talents mean. The, you know the parables of the talents. It's all about investing your soul and so in all those folks that you influence, because you invest you and you invest Christ, them they're going to grow. Now you had you had five friends, now you got ten. You got five brothers and five sisters extra than you had before. I a fellow's name in the Old Testament starts with a J. He uh, said, "Lord, give me an give me an extra um, larger border that I can praise you in and I can you know use for your glory and, yeah. and honor." Well, this Thank you. So, this is what God wants us all to do: increase those borders to let people in. Amen. I know I got the time here a little bit, but hey, somebody needs here that are to hear that or cease from anger. You, how do you cease from anger? It takes a lot of faith. It? it takes a lot of faith. You gotta get away from it. God, how should I handle this? Get used to saying that. Lord, how should I handle this? I don't want to keep this thing festering in me. Because when it just it's sort going of to become sin. And then I'm going to end up going out and knocking somebody's block off. And late the stars. don't want to do that. Jack, I tell you, and I were raised, but that's not what I want to do. Threat right. not thyself in any wise to do evil. Don't even consider to sin. Don't even consider to let that anger test you. Don't even consider it. Be a man, be a woman. But even stronger than that, be a Christian. Be a Christian, and you will overcome that. Amen? Let's turn our Bibles over to Matthew, the 7th chapter. We may get out of here. You know how it takes so long to find a restaurant that's open these days? Or one that you don't have to. We went to red robin yesterday. And there was an hour wait. There were only three cars in the line. There was an hour wait. And you know why? They didn't have enough help so, we might get out here early enough to go out and not only meet the Baptists and the Nazarenes at the restaurants, but still be able to go restaurant to restaurant find one that's open and in service in the time. But later we went to that Soho and yesterday. and we went places so. let us in right away. Yes sir. Matthew 7th chapter, let's speak up verse 7. It says, Ask and it shall be given you. Let me ask you something real quick. Ask, and it shall be given you. And I don't mean to be a smarler when I say this. But what part of that don't you understand? Ask, and it shall be given you. Okay? Think about that. God wants us to ask. He can give it to us right now. He wants us to ask. Lord, how am I going to handle this? How, how, I'm so angry. How can I overcome this? How would you like, what would you like for me to do? Right, It says seek and you shall find. Sometimes you just got to get in there and start looking in the Word of God and start looking for answers. Do you know whatever argument that you're in or whatever pickle you find yourself in today, whatever uh, trial you're going through, do you know that is specifically what God Almighty is putting on your heart right now to study? To prove yourself to be a Christian study to show yourself approved before god and before men. if you get angry and you don't know how to cease from that anger find it in the bible and show god this is it then you can show that person you're mad at does that make sense Seek and you shall find Knock and it shall be open unto you somehow you just gotta go The door. doors. Why? Because sometimes there are doors closed. You know, sometimes you go out and look for a job and it seems like all the doors close on you because, well, I'm disabled. Um, I'm too old. Um, I'm not strong enough to do I'm too weak or whatever. Whatever it is, you know that God's, when you're out looking for a job, you've got to keep knocking on door, right? It's a, it's a metaphor you guys got to keep looking around, right? kind of goes with secret. It means you've got to dig in a little more. Sometimes you need help. Sometimes, perhaps, God is wanting us to, let's talk to a, a Christian that we know that might have this or someone that we have a lot of confidence in. Let's knock on their brains a little bit. Let's find out what's going on. And let's see how we can overcome the situation, how they went through it. Maybe that's the answer God said to them. So sometimes God wants us to do that. It says, for every one of you that continues to ask, continues to receive. And he that continues to seek, continues to find. And to him that continues to knock, it shall be opened. Just like Christ is knocking on your door, the, heart, the, heart of your, the door of your heart, he wants to come in. Sometimes he's knocking on your heart so that you can go in and see it. So he can come in and see. You. Got one Caldwell girl that way one go that way. Oh, okay. All right, so the call girls. It's got so we'll stop right there. But listen, wait on the Lord. Amen. Wait on the Lord. That, that's the uh the word of the day. And I want you all, when you think about it in your Bible studies, pray about that. I want you to wait. Just really seek that word out and wait. Because that's a big deal. Amen. Let us all stand. We'll let Joe sing a couple verses here. And I'm going, I don't want anybody seeing this. So I want everybody just bow your heads and, and close your eyes. Is it okay, Joe? All right. Just everybody bow their heads and close their eyes. And let's pray and just ponder on yourself, as Joe is singing here in Marshall's plan. I want you to ponder on your life. Are you in that asking, seeking, and knocking stage right now? Did you get yourself into some, we have been saying fickle, did you get yourself into a pickle In this week, or last week, or last month, or are you in one now? Think about it. The Bible says, wait, and now the question is, are you waiting on him? Did you wait? And if not, it's not too, too late to turn and wait now. Amen. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I he, I uh, you know his. As all pastors are these days, their, their congregations are going down. So, if you can make it on that on that night, let's let's do that. Let's uh, let's support one another because that's how we start strengthening ourselves. And that's how we start growing the church. Better. Amen. And so also key to keep the kids and the staff that they start in new school year. Then they.